0: hey traders david frost my strategic forecast you're here for another episode of common sense market analysis today is tuesday may 31 2022 we're looking at a daily chart of the spy or spider which is the proxy for the s p 500. what do we have on the docket today we have a lot of stuff we had a long weekend we have the end of the month there's a lot to discuss on the charts The first thing we're going to do is we're going to take an assessment of the daily chart. What, if anything, is jumping off the page at us? We'll look at a myriad of other charts on bigger time frames and smaller time frames. We'll get the intermediate picture. We'll get the short-term picture on both sides. We are the umpire calling balls and strikes. So what do we have from the daily chart? What's jumping off the page? What's the first thing I notice? First, the market is potentially on time. On time for what? On time for a pullback. They had a pretty good rally last week, right up in through the holiday weekend. We talked about that. We talked about the fact that more often than not, the bullishness sets in with the market into a long three day holiday weekend. So that certainly was the case. In the process, we have now an on time situation. Where the market just put in a sign or signal of a trend change. Where do you find those? How about in the course Lazy E Mini Trader? When you put together both time and price, you wind up with the makings of a full stack situation. Do we have a full stack? Well, here's what I'm saying A, we have an on time situation. B, we have a sign and or signal of a trend change. C, we have some unfinished business once again for like the fourth time. The unfinished business is above current price. It's above today's high. They didn't get to a very important place and they ended up pulling back before reaching the quote-unquote important place slash magnetic number slash overhead resistance. So what does that mean? Well, it means one of two things, and we'll find out tomorrow. Either it means they're going to make a push beyond the unfinished business number. We'll get to that in a little while. Meaning, what is that number? You'll see it when we get to inside the numbers. The second thing it could potentially mean is market weakness. They didn't get to and won't get to the number, the magnetic place, the unfinished business, and they're going to turn down from there. Okay, so let's talk about the turndown from there. What happens if they continue to sell into Wednesday? Where are they headed? What is the bona fide area of support? Well, here's what we've got, and I'm gonna explain where the 40650 comes from. It's a night before type of number. We're gonna narrow things down for inside the number members in the morning, but let me explain this one. So here We have a nice big up candle from last Friday. The low is 407.70. We also have a gap down below. That gap is 405.31. We're going to call it 405 for argument's sake. It's not exactly a split, but we're splitting the difference to an effect at 406.50. Maybe they come up short and they run a test of the breakup candle low... Maybe they spike it and fill the gap. Either way, that's an area of importance, 406.50 plus or minus, a little bit of give or take on either side. Let's discuss what happened and why the market stopped or one of the reasons the market may have stopped where it did. So we have a high, we have a low. In between, now we have a garden variety retracement. What do I mean by that? Right about here is about a 382 retracement when you take the high, the low, they're retracing about a third, a little more than a third of that move. but they went a little bit higher, but they came up short of a 50% retracement. What does this represent? It represents something else I teach in my courses what's called a midpoint. There's something too more than meets the bread box of what a midpoint is. What's a midpoint? What's the easy definition? of a midpoint. Well, it goes like this. You can have two garden variety Fibonacci retracements, a 618 and a 50%. Sometimes the market will come in between. It's called a midpoint. You could have two big fat round numbers, 450, 460, and all of a sudden the market goes to and stops at 455. No accidents or coincidences. It's the 50% place in between two important numbers aka also known as a midpoint sounds crazy some of you have a hard time wrapping your head around stuff like that but it is a bona fide thing the market likes 50 percent it retraces 50 percent 50 percent also represents a midpoint in between two other points there's something to midpoints so The fact that they went to around the midpoint today, but also came up short of an important place, aka unfinished business. They start pushing higher, have a pretty good idea of where they're going. Again, we'll reserve that stuff for an intraday inside the numbers type of discussion. So from a daily chart perspective, we got the umpire thing going. You know what's going on above. We'll discuss the unfinished business thing in a few moments. What's that number? And below, you have three potential areas. We're splitting the difference, and we're calling it 406.50 for the purposes of a free video at night. Let's do some other stuff. Here's a monthly chart. We have a nice big tail candle. They closed inside of or above a couple of important things. Let's review those things... And discuss why. A, they closed above last week's closing price. So last week's closing price was 412 on the nose. Today, the end of May, they close at 412.93. No accidents or coincidences. They certainly had an opportunity to close below. They took the choice not to do so. What's the other important number on the monthly chart? From February, the low is 410. 64, you'll remember we talked about that number several times. Obviously, they closed comfortably above that as well. They ran some tests of lower stuff, and they closed above other important stuff. Doesn't mean they can't go lower. Doesn't mean they won't go lower. From a monthly chart perspective, we're just doing the garden variety initial assessment. Now, keep this in mind. Keep it in concert with some of the things A, We've already discussed, and B, things we will discuss in a few moments. Could they do a garden variety retracement of the monthly tail candle and then reverse and go higher? And the answer is yes, they can. They do that kind of stuff all the time. So let's just say, for argument's sake, we're saying around halfway down the tail candle. They come down, they run a test, it looks like the market's failing again the media has their hair on fire. It's inflation, nation, it's Russia and Ukraine, it's the Fed, it's China, it's whatever you want to pin it on. We certainly have plenty of bricks in the wall of worry. Could this monthly tail candle fail? Of course it can, and if it does, certainly 365 or lower or and or lower would be on the docket. Now, let me bring your attention to the weekly chart. I also want to point something else out. Could we make a pretty darn good case that the weekly chart was also on time and hence not surprised that the market bounced last week? And let me refer you back to the lazy swing trader where we had some long positions playing for exactly that scenario. It seemed to have worked out thus far. So we weren't surprised at the bounce, certainly not. The question is, will it continue, or are they going to, as they say in technical terms, peter out? By the way, on this weekly chart, is this considered a weekly reversal candle from last week? And the answer is, kind of, sort of. Let me explain that. The candle itself is a pretty darn good up candle, finishing at the highs, reversing the downtrend last week. However, when we look down at the volume, do we see institutional participation? Do we see the institutions jamming price up on tremendous volume, reversing the tape, telling us that there's a whole lot more upside in the near term? And the answer is, no, we don't. So what I'm saying is, here's the higher volume from a few weeks earlier, and we have decreasing volume decreasing volume is one thing but it doesn't mean that there was a market reversal even though we had the big up candle you're missing the volume component doesn't mean the market can't go higher but we would have more confidence that the market would go higher if we had accompanying volume now let me just speak to something else relative to volume as well I get emails all the time Are you concerned that the volume is light? And I get those emails as the market's going higher. Let me remind you, this is for the folks that sent those emails. This is for the folks that thinking of sending those emails. This is for the folks that think low volume is a problem for the bulls. Let me remind you that since 2009, there was a significant low. They called it a generational low in 2009. March 6th, March 9th, 2009. The market has gone up with minor exception all this time on light volume. Decreasing volume. That's garden variety market behavior. Now let me point something else out. Here's a high volume reversal. Now it ended up failing, but that's what you're looking for. They don't all work out and make new highs, for example. When you have tremendous volume... It's giving you an indication that you have to use with other things, creating what? You got it. A full stack situation. It's one component. We never really just use one thing by itself. We're not just using price. We're not just using a candle. We're not just using volume. We're not just using a pattern on the chart like a bullish or bearish flag pattern or some other kind of pattern, we're not just using symmetry, but we're taking several of those components and many, many more, and we're creating, or the market's creating, a full-stack situation. Our job is to identify when there is a full-stack, whether it be on the long or the short side of the tape. Where do you find all the full-stack stuff? Well, in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, of course. So net-net, as we wrap up the daily chart, what we know is the next couple of days are going to be very telling. Let's say they just run sideways for another few days. Let's just say that's the case in a hypothetical scenario. And they never come down to the low of the breakup candle, the 406.50 or lower. They never do it. They just run sideways. Well, then they start creating a bull flag pattern That's going to go higher and it's going to bust through our unfinished business that I promise you we'll still get to in a few moments. If they come down and they run a test of the daily breakup candle low and or lower, then that's a different thing unfolding that we address and we can manage accordingly inside the numbers. Speaking of which, what a fantastic transition. Let's review the commentary inside the numbers today, and then we'll circle back to Stocks on the Move. It was turnaround Tuesday, even though the market was closed on Monday, it's still turnaround Tuesday, and it did turn around, meaning it, as in she, as in the market... And it was a turnaround from the up move into the end of last week, into the three-day holiday weekend. Normal garden variety pullback after the type of rally into the three-day holiday weekend, yada, yada, yada. That's no surprise. We talked about it last week. couple of important numbers on the board. Where they were in the pre-market at zero dark 30 when I made the notes, 415.35 was an important spot. Above that, we had 417 for starters. Above that, we'll worry about in a real time type of formation. Now let's get our faculties. We're on a five minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. 415.35, as you can see, was in fact overhead resistance. It's magnetic, they draw price in and also act as overhead resistance. That's what important numbers are either support or overhead resistance, depending on whether price is above or below at the time. Now, you don't see a line at 4.17. Why is that? Because it's off the chart, and that is your unfinished business. And it's not because it's a round number or anything. It's of importance. They should have got there. If they didn't get there, they could have got there. The high here is 4.16.46. That's not an accident nor a coincidence. They just didn't get to 4.17, and we talked about it before. They're either going a lot higher than that or... It's a signal of market weakness, and they just aren't going to get there, at least on this push, but instead end up pulling back to the stuff we talked about earlier. All right, back to the notes on the other side. Floating a little lower is normal market behavior, and you see another important number on the board, 4.1175. Getting below starts to become a problem for the bulls. You'll see more of that later as we scroll up. But first, let's just get the visual on 411.75. It's the lower line. And you can see, even though there was a dip earlier in the day, right out of the shoot this morning, that turned out to be an important spot. They ended up finding support on that spot. They ended up trying to run a test of it late in the day, didn't make it there. And hence, the way we look at it is they just stayed above the important spot or ran out of time on the clock before they were able to run another test of the important spot. Let's scroll up, see what else we have as the day starts to get underway. They creep lower as the morning grew on. So what we have here, just before the opening bell, is the first place for overhead resistance would be around 414.35, give or take. That's just short of the place we talked about earlier as they crept lower so then they developed some other overhead resistance type of stuff. And here it is. So you can see 414.35, that's filling a gap, at least the way I define it. You can look at it both ways. Do they fill the gap at the closing price or at the opening price? I say when the white space is gone, it fills the gap. And you can do the homework and see how many times do they actually go all the way up to the closing price versus how many times... Do they actually find initial at minimum of initial resistance where the white space goes away and if your chart has a black background then it's black space either way it's the space that's a discussion for a separate time in this case we had both numbers because we got one number off the daily chart another number off the intraday chart it creates a zone and you have your two numbers so as you can see right out of the chute they didn't even get to the first one They came up short and collapsed down, leaving some traders looking for a short trade, at least from my number, at the altar. All right, let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. They did the thing without getting to my spot. They ran up. They collapsed back down. And there's your test of 4.11.75. They can go lower. It's early. It was only a few minutes into the day. So anything goes, certainly for a few moments. 409.50 is an area there should be a bounce back in the other direction. Likely a spike of it if reached sooner than later. They ended up finding support at 410. 410 410.03 I think was the low. So they never got to my 409.50 and turned around back in the other direction. Let's see what else we have in the notes. So here while they were whipping around I'm a buyer at 409.50, 409.40. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. What you'll see here is staying below 4.11.75 keeps the door open for lower stuff. Getting above it keeps the door open for back to higher stuff. And that's the way the market works. Look here. So at 10.07, back above 4.11.75, the door opens for a test of 4.13 or more. So that's at 10.07. Okay, fair enough. Here you can see what happened. So that was around 10.07. So here's 10.05. So they were below 4.11.75. They got back above. And you can see what happened. They started eating some time off the clock until they did what? They went up to 4.13.50. High in this candle, 51. High in this candle, 4.13.58. High in this candle, 4.13.58. Came right back down to what? The important number, 4.11.75. No accidents. Or coincidences. So, therefore, we're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Everything's in here. I give you the schematic, I give you the what ifs, I give you the important numbers. If they're above, they go here. If they're below, they go there. You've seen this before. You see this each and every night. We're an open book system. Everything is out in the open. Read the notes, go back to double check work. If you're interested or already are trading or active in the market during the trading day, then you'll be interested to see if this is accurate or not, and if it's something that you think you can benefit from or not. Stock's on the move. So we'll take a look at the chart of whatever hit its entry target. The ones that didn't, they're off the board, were not interested. The only one today that did hit its entry target was ST. LD, the others didn't, they're off the board. We take what Mrs. Market provides in the way of opportunity each and every day. Here's Steel Dynamics, 8405 was the number you saw on the board. They were getting a haircut at the open. They finally came into the number around 10.15 a.m., 10.10 a.m. What did they do? Bantered around for a few minutes, turned around, went back in the other direction, providing the minimum required base hit and then some traders inside the numbers got this one traders inside the numbers in the live room got this one good participation in steel dynamics one trade will take it and we move on what do we have going on over in camp IWM the chart is slightly different than the SPY but we do have a similar on time type of situation what we don't have is the same or similar sign and or signal of a trend change. What's interesting is, on the IWM chart, what also jumps off the daily page at me, is that we have increasing volume. Not a lot, still below the average volume. However, increasing volume from the last few days when the market went up. So that's a bit of a red flag in terms of, is the market bullish or bearish? It has to lean in the bearish camp, but... We'll see what happens when they come a little bit lower. Maybe they fill the gap down here, 182.70, give or take. As long as they stay above the 20-period moving average, the bulls are really going to be in a better position than if they were to drop below, fill the gap down here, and stay below. That would be a problem for any bull case going forward. What about the Q people, the folks out in Silicon Valley, at al.? they were kind of stuck in the mud today. They didn't really do much. Down 50 cents. We're not going to make heads or tails out of that one. What we are going to make heads or tails out of is we have the on-time situation. We have a sign and or signal of a trend change. And under normal garden variety market conditions, we've got two markets, potentially three, including the IWM, telling us that there's likely a pullback in the offing sooner than later. What about the folks down at the transportation department? We talked about this one long before it happened. If they started creeping up this big, huge breakdown candle, they were going to want to run up at least toward the top portion or at least on their way or at least make it look like they would. Well, guess what? They did a pretty good job last week of making it look like they were going to the top. Now, they still may. What happens if they eat some time off the clock for a few days and don't really go much lower. Then they're gonna make a run for the top. But we have a similar thing that we have on all the other charts. The market is really ripe for a garden variety type of pullback situation. If it morphs into something more, that's one thing, but we start with garden variety pullback is on the table. XLF didn't do much today, same routine, same setup on the charts. So, all the markets are setting up, or almost all the markets are setting up, with really the chart telling us the same thing. The only thing I'll say about that is you have to be weary, you have to be aware, and you have to be on guard for the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. When everything lines up together, it's either telling you it's an easy trade, the market's going to pull back, or They're going to pull the rug out from you who's thinking they're going to pull back. They're going to spike higher. Trick and Company ends up pulling a fast one. It's an awareness. It's not the norm. Using the 80-20 rule, under normal garden variety conditions, the market will pull back in the short run sooner than later. You simply use today's high as a benchmark across the markets start closing above today's high, and we take the lower stuff off the table, and we look to the north side to see where the next important and resistant numbers would be. And again, that's just consistent with the way the market works and the way you read the market. What about Smash Mouth? Telling us anything different? No, not really. It's not exactly the same chart. It's a different setup. What we did have here, and we talked about it, I think, at least a couple of times, you had this bullish pullback, this wedge, this channel, and you did explode out of that channel. That is a bona fide bullish pullback. This type of setup played into the type of trades we took on the long side of the market when most everybody was scared of an imminent collapse. Interesting to note about Smash Mouth, check out the 50-period moving average in the daily chart. So They closed above it last week, They closed above it today, or right on top of it, tried to break out, poked their head above yesterday's high or Friday's high, but it's not a big deal that they couldn't get above yet. So for now, as long as they stay above last week or Friday's low, that breakup candle low, then that's the way the market's basically telling us that they're eating time off the clock if they do something like this before breaking higher. Now, if they come below Friday's break-up candle low, then the door opens to come fill the gap, and you have another thing potentially going on. Do they close above or below the gap? Below equals something on the south side. Above equals something maybe back up north. So we have to take it one day at a time, one candle at a time, but that's the look in Smash Mouth. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you... These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.